Maybe there's some other people out there that have gotten off track, that got disillusioned, maybe made some mistakes, maybe things didn't work out. And I just want to encourage you today from this scripture that, that my brother Troy shared. You know, God's call is irrevocable, and the, the call of God is still on your life. God still has something for you to do, and, you know, it's not over with. You know, you might have lost some time. You might have detoured, but you know what? Today, wherever you are, if you'll just turn your life back to Him, if you'll seek out the, the right relationships, it's like God still has something for you to do in this world. Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. Saint Ignatius said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Jesus said, it is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. This podcast is here to bring God glory through you becoming fully alive and you bearing much fruit or having powerful results in your life. I believe you can use your unique gifts and talents to change the world. If you listen to this show and read our blogs, you will be inspired to take your own journey of faith to become a man or woman who is fully alive, making an impact in the world around you. I interview people that I think are awesome that are doing that today to inspire and to challenge you, you can do the same. Let's get rolling. Today on the Kindling Fire, I have, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's its probably, I'm the most excited about this podcast than, than any of the podcasts that I've done to date and probably ever will do, and this is why. I get to talk to Eddie, <laughs> and Eddie is my closest spiritual brother since I've been born again. And I was trying to think of how long ago that was. Is it 30 years? Yeah, pretty much. Um, 31, maybe. Yeah. 30, 31, yeah. Uh, Eddie and I couldn't be more different. <laughs> but, but God, in his amazing wisdom, knit our hearts together when we were both young, born again. Mm-hmm. And we both loved the fire of God. Amen. <laughs> Still, still do. Still do. Still do. So, Eddie, thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, what an honor and blessing, privilege. Thank you. And same thing, brother. You've just been a brother and a friend for, for many, many years. Yeah. Love you and appreciate you. So, you are coming in from uh, Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. You flew in how long ago? Uh, Monday. Monday. Last Monday, yeah. 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 And so, I, you and I get to see each other when you're back in the United States. And yeah. uh, I went and saw you many years ago in Ethiopia, yeah. but uh, tell tell us, tell the listeners, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, what do you do? Yeah, I've been in Ethiopia um, going on 14 years now. Um, I work with the indigenous church planting movement there. I pastor a church in Addis Ababa, the capital city. Uh, we're working alongside a church movement, helping empower in different ways, uh, sponsoring evangelists to, to go out and plant churches, um, providing, creating some training opportunities. Uh, we have we partner with a, a church there with a local school. Um, we've KG uh, kindergarten through tenth grade. We've got about 850 students, um, just helping empower them through um, sponsorships, um, uh, financial contributions. Uh, uh, you know, strategies, implementation, those kind of things. We're uh, sponsoring some kids to go to university, creating scholarships, 
I'm doing a lot of leadership training in the country with young people, um, in the business community, with uh, churches, and uh, just really trying to empower the church and the people of Ethiopia to to run this race and make a difference in Ethiopia and beyond. Mm, amen. Yeah. Um, so I want to start off with a scripture before we kind of awesome. get, get yeah. things rolling. So uh, the scripture that uh, that that really makes me think of you is Romans uh, eleven twenty nine, and it says, For the gifts, for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. Yeah, amen. Yeah. And I've le- known you long enough <laughs> to know that, that is, you are a fulfillment of that truth in your life. Amen, amen. And, uh, and so um, I, I don't even know where to start. I, I think... Well, I'll, I'll share this, and then we'll kind of—I'll ask you a question. Um, years ago, when you and I would have coffee, and you would be back in the United States, you would share stories with me, and it started this seed that God—that scripture and the calling of God being irrevocable—is like a banner over your life. And it started like a small seed in my 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 thoughts. Like I I would love to record Eddie and sharing his story because it's so. That is so true about about your story, and that's really where this whole podcast came from, is that one seed of an idea of a conversation with yeah. you and I saying, you know what, he's got an amazing testimony. Wow. And, uh, and it's kind of morphed into everything that it is today, so yeah, thank you. Thank you, brother. <laughs> thank you for yeah. being faithful, brother. <laughs> I'm glad all those challenges can lead to something... Uh, Something like this. Amen. <laughs> amen. So, so the story you were yeah. sharing with me at the time was um, we were all young, young in our 20s, mm-hmm. early 20s. And, uh, and you had talked about um, a, a prophecy you received that I actually never knew. And so maybe you could just kind of share a little bit about that and then we can kind of go from there. Yeah, um, really, that's been been such a long time ago. I can't remember the exact words of the prophecy, but I just remember, you know, the word coming forth in a church meeting that I was called to, I think it was, I think kind of how it was was spoken was like a prophetic pastor. Um, yeah, and so I remember it, I mean, it was, it was spoken on a Sunday morning in the church and, um, you know, just really uh, confirmed what God had put in my heart. Mm. Um, and you know, even going back before that, from the time I became a Christian, like the first thing I really remember as a young Christian was just the desire to be a pastor, the desire to be a missionary, and mm-hmm. even sensing that that's what God was calling me. And mm-hmm. so, you know, fast forward a few years, and then that, you know, that that spoken word coming forth just really confirmed. And, and you know, just even though I was going through challenges at that time, that, that word being spoken just kind of reinvigorated and, you know, mm. just um, kind of, you know, kept me moving in that direction. Yeah. So, yeah. so was, were those, um, so I'll ask it this way, um, was everybody excited about that besides you? <laughs> yeah, good question. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, in general, you know, there was a lot of people that were very excited about it because they saw it, but, you know, then there was also some people that, you know, that kind of, you know, had kind of walked through some challenges beside me and kind of seen, you know, the call of God on my life, but also the frailties and, yeah. and the things I was growing through. And they were like, well, okay, you know, um, what is this? You know, how yeah. does all that stack up? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So, um, so the thing that, uh, so you sensed very early on that, that you, you really had a call. 
Yeah, yeah, that's like the first thing I remember as a young young believer. And yeah. So I was listening uh, to Lauren Cunningham uh, talk about uh, being called into ministry just the other day, and one of the things he said was, "Don't ever position yourself or have other people position you." Um, in a sphere of ministry influence if your character's not ready. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, it just, you don't do it, don't let the devil do it, and don't mm-hmm. let other people do it. Yeah. Because it will be a rough road. Yeah, yeah. And, and wow. I, yeah, and, and just from his, per, you know, mm-hmm. he is an amazing, wise, mm-hmm. uh, kind of father of the faith, if you mm-hmm. will. And, and, just kind of piggyback on that. What do you? What do you? Do you think that's to be true? Have you found that to be true in your life? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's something I've wrestled with over the years, thinking back on those early years. But you know, I mean, just honestly speaking, the the call of God, the hand of God, came on me in a very significant way mm-hmm. as a young believer. And um, I mean, it was obvious the 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 immediate transformation that took place mm-hmm. in my life. It was the passion, the zeal, the commitment. It was obvious to people around me. Yeah, and, it was. And, it was obvious to me. Yeah, and same yeah. back and forth. Yeah. yeah. And 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 so yeah, it was like this thing I mean this call came on me, people were recognizing it and um it just kinda seemed to be launching me. It just kinda seemed to be happening. But then as I started moving forward it was like, wow, okay, you know, I'm I'm not um I'm not, uh, there's a lot of work needs to be done in me here. You know, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't handle the levels of responsibility. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm looking back on those years. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I've, a lot of things I've learned from that would, um, you know, if we could go back, would do some th- a lot of things differently, you yeah. know, would counsel other people to maybe back up a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, character is the foundation of everything. Mm-hmm. It's like... Um, you know, I mean, it's character first, ministry after that. You yeah. know, it's relationship first, it's ministry after that. And I, so, I think when we're young, when we were young, it's like you you see the 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 supernatural giftings of the Lord, mm-hmm. and even natural talents, and that kind of combo mix. And it's just like, yeah, go, you know, yeah. go as fast as you can, mm-hmm. and. And, and it will lead you to places that you just emotionally, uh, just mentally, just, you're just not quite, you could, you're just not quite ready. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think that the key, one of the keys for anybody that's kind of in that space, well, first off, don't start thinking you're all that, mm-hmm. right? That is yeah. the, that is the, <laughs> that is the absolute number one, you know, ministry killer, sure. right? You, you yeah. just are like, yeah, I've got these gifts. I got these talents. Mm-hmm. I'm great. Yeah. God's got my, you know, God's endorsed, put sure. his stamp of endorsement on me. But as, you know, older men in the faith, mm-hmm. um, it's key to have some relationships in your life that says, okay, yes, I see that God gifting in you, mm-hmm. but you need to grow. Yeah, yeah. Over here, or yeah. over here, or over here. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So so one of the things that, that, um, that we walked through... As peers, because I would say that there wasn't really a lot of older uh, men engaged in our lives in our 20s. I mean, they might have been engaged, but not like invested. Like, like I, you know, really, I'm going to walk through the mud here with you. Yeah. Um, How did you find 
because uh, during that time, I remember, I mean, you kind of, you kind of started to launch into things, and then you got, you got off in the weeds. Yeah, yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, what can you say about that? Kind of looking back at that time, like how you, how that, how did that happen? You know, how did you kind of get lost, if you will, yeah. for a while? <laughs> Wow, so so much thought has been put into that over the years, and um, probably still don't have all the conclusions on it. But um, yeah, it goes back to me. I, you know, I think that the call of God was so strong, the passion was there, the zeal was there. Um, again, people around me were recognizing it. Even that, um, you know, what they saw in me was opening up doors and yeah. getting me involved in things. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there was just so much instability in, in, mm-hmm. in my soul, you know, um, yeah. came out of a lot. Um, and it, there was, there was just a lot that just needed to be worked out in me. Yeah. Um, and so I think at the end of the day, I just really didn't have the character. I didn't have the inward stability, mm-hmm. the capacity to carry, you know, or to walk in like the call of God that was on me at that yeah. time. You know, the call was there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so much inside of me needed to be de- developed, um, yeah. stabilized, tweaked. Um, so I just think I, I just think I launched out there too quick, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and again, one thing that you shared, and it's a real passion of mine today, is... Um, you know, young young people, especially young leaders, they, they just need mentors, people that are, mm-hmm. you know, intimately involved in their lives. You know, yeah. it's, um, you know, it's good, it's, it's awesome when people mentor you spiritually and help you walk in different things, but we also, we just need people too to, to walk with us through life, you yeah. know. Um, you know, people that are willing to say, um, hey, brother, this is awesome in your life, but, you know, this, this needs to be looked at, yeah. you know. And, yeah. Um, and but people that are, you know, walking the walk with you, living with you. Yeah. Um, you know, Paul, you know, he said you have many teachers, but you don't have many fathers. Yeah. And so we can we can turn on the internet, we can go to church, we can turn on TV, we can hear teaching all day. But you know, somebody that's going to open up their home, open up their, mm. you know, um, I think that's a very critical thing. You know, yeah. so yeah. So for me, the inward instability maybe probably needing some stronger relationships around me. And yeah. as you said, we were a lot of peers walking. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, trying to, trying to make our way, you yeah. know, it's just, this almost, it reminds me of, uh, Peter Pan and all the, all his little, little group of, it was just like, we were just wild, Yeah, you know, yeah. and loved God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but, but weren't making a tremendous amount of progress. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. And something else you said too that was critical or very important is, um, you know, not not thinking more highly of yourself than you ought. You know, oh, it's like so true. I mean, honestly, I, you know, I saw myself as the next, you know, up and yep. coming. You know, I mean, you know, I was going to be that guy on TV. And, yep. You know, when I look back on my motives and my, yeah, you know, just the pride and yeah and you know even so young and so full of fire and really thinking other people didn't have yep. you know so yeah just really just immaturity yeah praise god for his grace and mercy <laughs> you know what's so awesome is we get that we get the privilege of looking back mm. right we haven't lost the fire the mm. fire's still burning but you yeah. get to look back and be like okay yeah yeah. So it yeah. wasn't my even, you know, there was immaturity. And, and, and I think that for a lot of people that are listening, you know, when they really have that fire, they, sometimes they are not, they do not see.
see that immaturity. Yeah. And yeah. you really need other people to be like, hey, mm-hmm. what is your real motives? Sure. Yeah. You know, and have those hard conversations. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they don't want to have those conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so. When did, when did it transition for you? Because you, you kind of were, it, I would say, you know, you were in the reeds for a while, yeah, right? I yeah. mean, I would say a couple of years. Yeah, and yeah. How, did it, how did it really start to transition out for you? Like, what, what, what made the difference to kind of get you out of that? Yeah, well, I mean, really, you know, I got off track for like a few years there. And, um, you know, just kind of, but, you know, once God has taken hold of your heart, you know, it's hard, you just can't live outside of that, yeah, you know. Amen. And, and um God just, you know, just set it up and kept drawing me, leading me back to himself. And one morning, uh, sitting on my balcony down at the beach, looking out over the ocean, you know, just, I mean, it's real, just a major conversation with God. And it was mm-hmm. kind of like, where are you going? What is this going to look like? You know mm-hmm. what? And um, so God really grabbed hold of my heart at that time. And um, and then through a lot of long-term brothers like yourself and many mm. other guys that I'd been friends with, you know, we just kind of got moving again. And yeah. and then God um, just started connecting me to some relationships with leaders that um, just, you know, really kind of shared a common passion, a common vision, a common mm-hmm. DNA, a common, it's kind of like when I met with them, you know, they were older guys, very yeah. mature, very seasoned and... And as I started meeting with them, it was like we spoke the same language. Um, yeah. You know, they, they saw what God had put in me, but at the same time, they saw the things that needed to, to be worked on. And they, yeah. they they spoke into those things. And, you know, maybe at that time I was so broken, maybe I was more willing to listen then than yeah. I was earlier. You know, it might have been a lot of variables that were taking place. I might have been more brokenness, but also, you know, these guys, we just fit, you know. And as I started connecting with people that shared the kind of same DNA, the same vision, values, uh, I don't know. It just brought a stabilization into my life. Um, yeah. Just I, I felt at home. I felt at rest. I felt like okay, this is where I belong. Um, mm-hmm. What they're doing is what what is in my heart. You know, this is what ministry looks like. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's where you know, kind of meeting with these different leaders and really connecting. That that's where things just really started making sense for me. And. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there was, I was a little bit older. I was a little bit more broken. I was, yeah. you know, maybe it was just a convergence of things happening. But it's when it all kind of cleared up and made sense to me. So yeah. there was like a preparation phase. Yeah. Right, where you were walking tighter in relationships. You'd yeah. kind of gotten sobered up, if you will, yeah. through your own yeah. failures. Yeah. Uh, it, how long was that preparation phase? How long did that last? I think it, oh, wow. I mean, I think it, well, you tell yeah. me. I mean, several years. Yeah, I mean, four I, years, five years? Yeah, I mean, three to five. I can't yeah. remember, you know. I'm, I'm always a year off, yeah. a dollar off. So, <laughs> yeah, but um, three to five years, you know, yeah. it's kind of a... And, and that's kind of important for people to hear mm-hmm. because a lot of times people want, they want to be sanctified, they want to be strong, they want to be powerful and amazing through and through in their character and their giftings and et cetera overnight. Yeah. They yeah. honestly, they want it in a meeting. Yeah. You know, they want a visitation from God and you're, you know, on stage next yeah. day. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't happen that way. Sure. There is, there is, there is work that needs to be done in lives over time. Mm-hmm. And then over time, God says, okay, you've been entrusted with the little. And yeah. you were ministering there during that prep sure. time, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You've been entrusted with the little. Yeah. Now. Now here's the doorway that I'm calling you into. So so let's talk about that. So how did how did you end up from 
you know, being in Cary, North Carolina, to to heading to Ethiopia. How? What was that story? When I moved to Raleigh, I was serving here, and I just started um, kind of running into Ethiopians, you know, and. Um, I mean, pretty much it, it just got, I mean, pretty much everywhere I went, I was starting to run into Ethiopians. And, yeah, and, it's getting comical. Yeah, and I was like, okay, God, what's up with this, you know? And then I visited a local congregation here of Ethiopian believers, a local fellowship, and started working, you know, started, you know, kind of connecting there and, mm. and started working with someone there that was working with the youth and got involved there, you know, especially more with the youth. And um, through that relationship, I got started really making it clear that he was calling me to Ethiopia. And so, mm. you know, through some believers in the, the local fellowship here, got connected to an indigenous church planting movement in Ethiopia called Emmanuel, um, who I've, you know, worked alongside for, for all these years over there. And so, yeah, that's kind of kind of the bridge, how it all happened. So when you, when you took by faith, went, you felt like God was calling you and, and you went, um, Tell me a little bit about how God, what did God do on that trip for you? The first trip. Yeah, that first trip to kind of, for you on that next, you know, what your next step would be. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I knew that I knew God was calling me to Ethiopia. I mean, I had resigned from my job, um, um, took a six-week trip over there, and I knew that I knew, but it was still, let's go test and approve the, the will of God. And so... But when I was there for those six weeks, um, I mean, God just uh, majorly broke my heart um, mm. for the country. Um, I mean, I can say I just, it's like God baptized me for Ethiopia and, you mm. know, during that time. Um, a lot of weeping, just a lot of brokenness. Um, just, you know, it was just God preparing me. And so it was just a, God did a major work in my heart while I was there. And it was just a, a real confirmation. And one day I was sitting in a cafe and just dialoguing with God. And, and I, you know, I don't know how this played out. I don't know if I asked God or if he just, but it's like the question just came up, you know, in my inside, where can you be most used in your life at this time? You know, with the gift, talents, and abilities you have, the passions you have, you know, Ethiopia or where you are in America. And it, for me, it was just absolutely clear. It was mm. like, you know, there was so much more I could do in the country of Ethiopia than, mm. than, than you know, um, than what I was currently involved in. And so at that point, it just became real clear that, that you, know, you know, it was time to move to Ethiopia. So. so tell me about the relationships that God kind of forged for you. Uh, in Ethiopia, there was a, I know a couple that yeah. have been key, but just how did how did that come about? How did those relationships? How did God kind of coordinate those relationships for you? Yeah, um, like I said, I, I you know connected on the ground with a, an existing church plant, mm-hmm. planting movement at that time. Dr. Bazalem um, was the, the the primary leader of the movement, and yeah. so he and I really connected at a real deep level, along mm-hmm. with many other leaders involved in the movement, and. Um, and so, yeah, um, and also, you know, with some other leaders throughout the country, I've connected over time and have some very strong working relationships. But, um, uh, yeah, um, Dr. Bazalem, um, who now is going to be moving here to America and um, helping establish some churches throughout the country, mm-hmm. um, he and I have just um, worked together for many years. And he's been a real mentor on the ground over there, you know, yeah. just helped um 
you know, just guide me through the culture, guide me through ministry, so many different things. So. You are the adopted brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you're the only guy. I mean, everybody's Ethiopian, yeah, but you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just been a real God connection, you know. So. It's awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. and Dr. Bzalem is... Amazing. Amazing. He, he yeah. is fire personified. That boy is fire. Yeah, yeah. He just is so full of the fire of God. And character, wisdom, oh, grace, leadership, leadership, everything. Yeah. So um, so tell me how you, because I know for many years there you were kind of an evangelist. You were working as an associate uh, with the ministry. You were doing traveling. And then God kind of called you to plant a church. So yeah. how did that come about? Yeah, well, really, the first few years, couple years, um, Dr. Bazalem and myself and some others, we traveled a lot, just uh, mm-hmm. serving the churches throughout the country. And I worked in Addis for some time um, with one of the local churches there. And but God just started putting in my heart. Um, I didn't go to Ethiopia to plant a church like that. Was never even yeah. a, that there was not even a seed of that for me going there. Yeah. Um, but during my time there, I just started, this passion started growing in me to, to really focus on the youth, to plant something um, focused on reaching international people, something focused on um, raising up uh, young Ethiopians with a, an international mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the churches, which is, I mean, it's normal, they, they should be focused on Ethiopia. That's right. it's in Ethiopia. So, um uh, but my, I saw what God was doing in the country there, and it was like, man, God's moving here. And it's like somehow what's happening here needs to start impacting other nations and, you know, beyond the Ethiopian communities in the other nations, but affecting, you know, the different races, the different mm-hmm. cultures of different nations. And and so I, the, 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 the passion started growing in me, you know, how can we tap into what's happening there? And start mobilizing, especially these young people, to start thinking on a, you know, a, a global scale. Start thinking mm-hmm. internationally, uh, thinking way beyond Ethiopia, way beyond mm-hmm. the Ethiopian community. And how can we prepare them to to launch out and touch the nations of the world? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, after a, a year of prayer, a lot of discussion, we we decided that this was the thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. and and so that that's how we launched out there. Yeah. So tell me about kind of now you've been serving. Serving there for 14 years. Yeah. Uh, where, what do you see God doing? Like, what is your vision, that, or the vision from the Lord um, for that nation? You know, what is God doing with with Ethiopians? I mean, do you have a perspective on that? Like, in, like as far as on a the the, the church level in Ethiopia, yeah, what is God yeah, doing there? yeah, yeah, yeah. God is is majorly moving in Ethiopia. Um, you know, don't hold me exactly to these numbers, but it, it'll give the idea anyway. But in the last 50 to 70 years, the church has grown probably from, you know, thousands of believers to almost 20 million. You know, so a real historical level move of God taking place mm-hmm. there and a lot of passion, a lot of zeal, you know, um, they're strong, you know. I mean, it's just an amazing thing God is doing there. Mm-hmm. And so and at the same time, um, a lot of shifts taking place in the country. You know, the economy's growing in a lot of ways. A lot of shifts politically taking mm-hmm. place. And so, you know, we, we really believe this is a real time for Ethiopia, you know, mm-hmm. for to see a lot of transformation on a national level. And, mm-hmm. and also, you know, we're seeing a lot of people, a lot of believers there that a lot of passion and vision are growing to touch the nations too. Yeah. And so, you know, my heart being there is just... Um, 
to do what I can to partner um, just in any way to see transformation at a national level and then also, um, you know, to see Ethiopia become a mission, a mission sending country, Amen. you know, and, and so um, that's my heart. My heart really is to partner with other churches, really focus on young people and just see a, a generation of leaders raised up that'll, you know, impact Ethiopia, Africa, America, Europe. The yeah. nations, yeah. yeah. So uh, you sent me a text uh, or a, an IM uh, in the last month where you shared some really good news uh, about two of your people at your church. Can you share that? Okay, which about one? With uh, sending. Beef 2 and Evie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really excited about that. Um, yeah, um, we have really been working real close with YWAM, uh, Youth with a Mission, for the last year. Yeah. And uh, this past summer, uh, uh, they they led in our church like a mini DTS, a mini mm-hmm. discipleship training school, which you're very aware of. Yeah, yeah. Getting ready. But um, yeah, um, and from that, um, you know, our whole vision there was to cast the the nations in front of people. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of stir the fire. You know, um, challenge. You know, look for commitments and. And so after that, um, this summer, we actually sent out two teams, uh, one into the southern part of Ethiopia, one into the northern part of Ethiopia. We were really excited about that. But now we've got two um, beef, two believers, uh, uh, beef two and Ebenezer. Um, who are going to be starting a discipleship training school, the full school, I think starting here in May. So we're, we're just really excited about that. Yeah. First fruits. First fruits. Yeah. First fruits. Yeah. And so hopefully we're going to see many more. And, yeah. and you know, and I, I want to kind of stress there, you know, um, uh, we believe that, you know, missionaries go out in all uh all shapes and sizes, you know, yeah. medical doctors, engineers, yep. you know, whatever, you know, as long as they're penetrating culture, mm-hmm. you know, we, I mean, we're, we're, we're a people of mission, you know, yeah. but, but, you know, we're also wanting to see people that, you know, really understand that, okay, I'm going cross-cultural, mm-hmm. you know, ever what, you know, whatever that looks like, you know, but I'm going to reach these unreached people groups, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and, not only unreached people groups. So, yeah, we're really excited about what Beef 2 and Ebby, the decisions they've made, the sacrifices. So, yeah. What would be the last kind of words you would share to anybody that just feels that that call? Yeah. Um, well, just kind of springboard from one thing you just shared yeah. a minute ago. Um, one thing I, I share often when I'm preaching in Ethiopia is, you know, currently uh, coffee is the largest export from Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're, we're believing God that missionaries are going to be the, the greatest export of Ethiopia in the <laughs> future, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if I could just close with anything here, um, you know, if you're a young person or any person, any age and God is, you just sense the call of God. We're all called, you know, um, yeah. we're called into different places. But if you just sense that call to kind of, you know, just serve him uh full-time and what we would call vocational ministry, for lack of a better term, better as a missionary, to go overseas. You know, just talk to the people around you that you're walking close with, pray fast. If you're married, you know, talk a lot with your, your wife and, you know, just hear God together on this. And and if you know it's God, you know, I just want to encourage you today to, to take the steps. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we have one life to live here and we're, we're, we're still on this earth, really, I believe, for one primary reason, and that's that's to make Jesus Christ known. That's that's why we're here. It's like if it was all to worship and, 
you know, it, we could do that in heaven, but we're still on this earth to bring reconciliation. Yeah. So, you know, if God's calling you, talk to the people around you, just pray and, you know, step out, you know, um, and you know what, just be willing to pay the price. Jesus paid the price for us. And, mm-hmm. you know, what, what do we have really to give him except our life, our willingness, you know, yeah. so I want to encourage you to go for it. And, you know, if you're a younger person out there and the call of God is on you and you might be struggling with some confusion, which I struggled with a lot as a young believer, um, you know, really seek out, you know, men of God, um, leaders and mentors that you really respect, that you can listen to and, and, you know, just let them walk with you. You know, God's got a plan and a purpose for your life and you'll make it. Just stay focused on him and, you know, seek out the right relationships. There's something about the right relationships. There's a lot of relationships. They're good, but there's something when you connect in that, that right, that right sphere that, you know, really there's just something that'll really happen in your life. And maybe there's some other people out there that have gotten off track, that got disillusioned, maybe made some mistakes, maybe things didn't work out. And, I just want to encourage you today from this scripture that, that my brother Troy shared. You know, God's call is irrevocable, and the, the call of God is still on your life. God still has something for you to do, and, you know, it's not over with. You know, you might have lost some time. You might have detoured, but you know what? Today, wherever you are, if you'll just turn your life back to Him, if you'll seek out the, the right relationships, it's like God still has something for you to do in this world. You're important. God has put something in you that the world needs. So I just want to encourage you today to look up and look around to the people around you. Look up to God. Look to the people around you and may your destiny be fulfilled in him in Jesus name. In Jesus name. Yeah. So if people want to get in touch with you, uh, how can they uh, how can they learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, they can visit us online at BethelChurchEthiopia.com. We're on Facebook, Bethel Church, Bethel International Church, Ethiopia. Um, also, can check us out at uh, globalimpactresources.org. Um, um, people can uh, reach out to me personally as well at evans27 at gmail.com. Awesome. Great, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, brother. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want any more information about The Kindling Fire, just go to thekindlingfire.com. Uh, there I've written an ebook called You Can Certainly Do It that I'd love to send to you. Uh, or if you want to up your game, I have the 30-Day Fire Starter Challenge. You can hear all about that at the website. Thanks for listening, and be awesome.